podcast listeners, this is Paul. Uh, great to be speaking to you uh, live from Orlando Airport. I'm on my travels again. I'm off to Nashville tonight. Uh, sitting patiently in the bar at uh, gate number 123, about to head out to Nashville for a two-day mastermind event uh, that I'm attending as a student. Uh, any opportunity that I can get to learn uh, from very smart people, I take the opportunity to do so. So that's where I am. Um, and what's on my mind right now? Uh, comes on the back of a conversation that I had with a physio from Britain this week. So today's message is primarily uh, for uh, physio businesses in uh, Britain, but I'm sure you'll find the relevance in the message uh, wherever you are in the world. Um, Please excuse the uh, sound effects. Um, Hopefully I don't have to sit next to that kid uh, on the flight um, for the next two hours. Um, But anyway... um, the message comes to you directly, uh, primarily for physio businesses in Britain, and comes on the back of a conversation I had with a, uh, an owner from Britain who was in my uh, CEO mastermind. I started a new group, so I've now got five groups, and we started group four uh, this week. Uh, we had nine businesses from uh, America, one from Canada, and one from Britain. And I got to talking to the uh, business owner from Britain about uh, some of the challenges in Britain. And um, this business owner said that one of the biggest challenges she faces is just the mindset of uh, the, the, the physios in Britain. That, you know, obviously because of the free national health care, um, people are quite literally uh, brainwashed, if you like, by the physio schools in Britain. That it's just not cool to sell, that privatization is wrong. And even though people uh, choose to work for private companies for whatever reason, you know, like some my clinic, uh, they still don't have uh, a desire to want to sell. And many times that really can impact the business because if they don't want to sell things like packages and programs, then that's going to affect your cash flow. If, as is typical in Britain, um, patients are having two or three sessions at best and the usual conversation is uh, with the patient, you know, let's have two or three sessions and see how this goes. And instead of telling the patient what they need to solve their problem, which is, you know, a plan of care or a prescription of care, as I like to call it, that could be six, seven or eight sessions. A lot of physios are reluctant to tell the patient what they need. Now, this is a challenge that many uh, clinic owners face, whether you are in America, whether you are in uh, Canada, whether you are in the United States. It's a, uh, it's a similar problem, but it's a particular problem in the UK because of that very reason. The, you know, the whole privatization against the free system thing in Britain, it's a huge point. You know, many, many families are uh, deeply entrenched into the, you know, the love affair with the national health. Uh, many doctors are entrenched in that same love affair with the, you know, the socialist medicine. And that's a big problem for us as business owners in Britain when we are trying to get people to uh, sell packages of care, when we want to raise our rates. It's very tempting to get pushback from uh, physios who just don't understand the uh, principles of sales and the psychology behind selling packages and why it's actually in the best interests of the patient, the therapist, and pretty much everybody involved. Um, and this business owner said that, that you know, that's the biggest problem that, that, that they face. But I'd go one step further and I'm going to say that actually the biggest problem that business owners face in Britain is not just physios who work for them, it's actually other physios who work for the system, who, who just think for whatever reason that you know, setting up a private practice in Britain is wrong. Um, it's almost as if you're scorned upon. And I remember when I first started my business, um, it was scorned upon. You know, people just thought I was crazy. And even all the way back to university, I, I told them, you know, I told people in year one that I was going to start a practice. 
and I was literally looked upon as though I was like, you know, I was just, I, I was the odd one out. I was just crazy for even wanting to consider that. I had no intention of working in the hospital system, and I made that very clear early doors from year one of being at university. I told anybody who would ask me. I had no intention of going in the hospital system other than to do my rotations, um, to pass my qualifications, to get, you know, to get to the point of being a chartered physio. And I remember I was 19 at this point and people, you know, from then they almost rebelled against me and I was, I was looked at differently, I was spoken to differently and it was almost as if I uh, shouldn't dare to go out on my own and do my own thing. And many uh, people from that point didn't really want that much to do with me because I was almost, you know, I was a, I was a lone wolf at that point and I was going to go off and do this thing that, that, you know, I shouldn't be. And they all told me that I should spend years working for the system and, you know, getting my experience and so on. And I realized and knew very early on that what I was about to do in my career uh, was going to be um, completely against the grain of most physio business owners in Britain. And since then, it's been very true that you know more and more people want to criticize you, they want to pull you down. You've got the idiots online right now on social media who are obsessed with clinical skills and you know kind of fighting over who's the best and who, uh, well, let me give you an example recently. There was a well-known prominent uh, physio from Britain who um, criticized marketers in the PT profession who said that you know all uh, physio marketers are scum and all physio marketers are bad. And I uh, brazenly commented on his post um, that I actually had on that day a program to sell and um, you know people could still enroll in my program right now if they want uh, to do so. And um, obviously these people didn't like it and it kicked up a little bit of a fuss. Um, and, and you know that's their beef that's their issue but these same people they're so consumed by their own self-importance that they actually can't understand or see past the idea that to actually run a business you need to be significantly more skilled in areas other than just clinical skills that if people want to start practices in Britain I'm all for it good for you that's like that's what this is about it's a democracy if people want to teach clinical skills, great, let them teach clinical skills. I respect the fact that clinical skills are a very important part of a private practice, but they are not going to help a business owner to grow a business. The only way you grow a business is with marketing, is with selling the thing that you promised in the marketing, is with delivering on the promise that you made in the marketing, that you reinforced in the sales process, which is operations, i.e. physio, and then actually cashing the checks, which by the way, many people even struggle with that which is actually getting the money in. It's why there's four departments in a business. And you need to be good at all four of them if you want to have a successful business, which can impact a significantly greater number of lives by running a business than you can if you just become a lone wolf PT. Now, what makes me laugh for many of the physios in Britain is that most of them um, secretly wish that they were running their own practice. And instead of running a practice where they will be fulfilled and they will be having impact and they will be actually using their clinical skills and, you know, heaven forbid, actually uh, putting their hands on people, which many are not allowed to do in the national health these days, um, many of them will sacrifice that fulfillment um, for and in favor of a pension and, and, you know, reasonable sick pay conditions, which, again, you know, makes me laugh. The resentment that they uh, pass on to physio business owners in the UK um, for somebody who dare to run a practice, for somebody who dare to go alone, for somebody who dare to employ people and somebody who dare to actually confidently sell their services, they resent that person from doing so. And all that they usually are hanging around in the National Health Service for is a pension or, or a retirement fund 
and reasonable sick pay conditions because most of the physios that I know in the national health they're bored they hate their job they wish they could leave I've interviewed many who told me that they wish they could make the break but they don't because of losing their retirement fund or in case they lose their maternity pay if they ever get pregnant or if they ever break their leg they lose their their sick pay so I'm thinking that the majority of the people that are scorning upon physio businesses owners like you and I in Britain which you know can make it quite a hostile environment and it most definitely makes it very difficult for you to you know feel as though you've got people to speak to most of them are doing so because they resent the success that you're going to have and they know full well they've got a lifetime of 30 years working for the government waiting for a one percent incremental pay rise hoping to god that they're actually going to get their pension and maybe the whole thing becomes worthwhile if and when they're sick one day they actually get paid and that's that pretty much sums up the mindset of the typical physio in Britain and uh, I don't hold back in saying it and I know this will piss a lot of people off and um, it isn't designed to do that um, it's just designed to tell you you know if you are a physio business in Britain I hear your problems I get it I understand it and uh, it certainly happened to me um, I realized from 19 year old that I was going to be the odd one out in Britain and there's going to be very few people that, that you know would, would understand me um, luckily we are um, you know in terms of the, the community that we're building we are uh, fostering a great community of people, business owners um, in the UK uh, who are wanting to think differently, be differently, do differently, grow businesses, employ people, impact people, impact a lot more people than they ever could if they just, you know, kind of stayed in the national health and, and did it on their own. Usually, um, the people in the national health are so consumed by the things that they haven't got that they actually uh, forget to face up to you know what they have got and what potential they have got as physios and uh, that's just generally what I see. Um, will it irritate a few people in the in the UK? Yes. Will it irritate a few of the you know the the, 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 the idiots online who like to spout shit and talk shit and create controversy? Most likely. Um, but is it what uh, is the truth when it comes to how physio businesses uh, usually feel in the UK? Yes, it is. Um, so if it's happening to you, I hear you, I get you. Um, it's a conversation that I've had this week with a physio business owner from York that, uh, you know, that, that it isn't wrong what we're doing. Uh, it is right to sell and charge the prices that, that you actually deserve. And it is right to have your name above a door to want to grow a private practice. And it is right to, to want to make £100,000 a year um, instead of working for the National Health, getting paid a pittance, waiting for a pension, and uh, justifying the whole thing just because you might get sick pay one day. Well, that... that there's <laughs> that kid again. Uh, that pretty much sums up the situation that most physios in Britain find themselves. Uh, so whatever you are going through right now as a private practice owner, um, just remember, it could always be worse. You could be working for the National Health. You could be quite literally waiting for a pension or a retirement payment um, that you're very unlikely to get anywhere. And uh, you could literally be going to work uh, hoping uh, or only being there in case you're ill and somebody's going to pay you, uh, which will probably come to an end uh, pretty soon as well. So uh, for physio business owners in the UK, we're here for you. We get you. Uh, we've got a great group of, of uh, guys and girls now in the UK and uh, Ireland and Scotland and uh, Wales, uh, even as far as into Europe, in Denmark. Um, who are meeting every four months we get together we network we talk uh, you know we laugh and giggle about all of this crap that's going on with other physios in the UK who are mostly up their own ass and uh, can't even comprehend uh, what it takes to run a business and the challenges that we face so um, if, if you're one of them and that's you uh, we're getting together in December 17th and 18th at my clinic uh, in Hartlepool uh, again uh, that might put a few people off uh, who think well I'm not driving two hours to get to Hartlepool 
that's up to you uh, but we're going to be in Hartlepool on the 17th and 18th of December if you want to come as a guest reach out to my team paul at paulgoff.com and uh, we'll get together and you can come and join a, a group of now 25 plus uh, business owners who uh, get you who understand you who know what you're going through and happy uh, most importantly want to help you and uh, provide a support team to you uh, and, and, and just generally encourage you to, to make a, a shitload of money you know why not that's what it's about make a lot of money in business if you make a lot of money in a physio business you impact a lot of people uh, both employees and uh, patients that you serve and uh, I for one I'm about to drink to that I'm all in favour of it always have been and always will be it's positive capitalism uh, and like it or lump it uh, that's what makes the world go round so anyway reach out paul at paulgoff.com we'd love to see you in my clinic December the 17th and 18th uh, of 2019 final event of the year would love to see you there anyway uh, either way I hope that this message inspires you and at the very least just lets you know that other people are feeling the exact same way uh, as you who are in business right now if you feel like you're on an island uh, you probably are if you're in Britain right now uh, but there is a place for you to come so let me know and I'll, uh, I'll speak to you all again very very soon enjoy Thank you for listening to the Paul Goff Audio Experience. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out how to convert more cash pay patients at much higher prices, come and join Paul at his two-day annual sales conversions bootcamp happening this December 7-8 in the magical Orlando. You'll learn how to double your treatment room and front desk conversions in just 48 hours. Head on over to paulgoff.com forward slash sales to secure your seat now. And if you book before November 22nd, you can save $1,000 off your ticket. That's paulgoff.com forward slash sales. Until next time, have a wonderful day.